The FCC, an appointed body, not elected, answerable only to the president, decided on its own that radio and television were the only two parts of American life not protected by the First Amendment to the Constitution. Why did they decide that? Because they got a letter from a minister in Mississippi. A Reverend Donald Wildman in Mississippi heard something on the radio that he didn't like. Well, Reverend, did anyone ever tell you there are two knobs on the radio? But hey, Reverend, there are two knobs on the radio. One of them turns the radio off, and the other one changes the station. Imagine that, Reverend, you can actually change the station. Welcome back. Users, it's the kid. WGNU 920 AM and we're streaming live at WGNU920AM.com. Joining us now, an American producer, writer, political activist, and commentator. He is currently running for a seat in the United States Senate from Missouri as a Republican and was previously the runner-up for the Libertarian Party's nomination for president of the United States in 2016, finishing second place to former Governor Gary Johnson. His name is Austin Peterson. He's joining us now. Hey, Austin, what's happening, man? Doing good. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, man. We're super excited about uh, about your candidacy, and, um, and we're, we're very gracious for you to join us on our on our show here. Um, wh- wh- where does uh, where does Missouri find you today? I'm in St. Louis today, helping uh, with a fundraiser for a local candidate out here. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, so. Um, so we're just going to kind of ask you a few questions. If anything is, uh, you know, out of uh, out of line, you just let us know. But uh, right out the gate, <laughs> no, nothing too, nothing's... open book. I'll answer any questions you have, and I usually like the harder the better. Yeah, I, I was told uh, Austin Peterson. He he doesn't shy away. I know this guy. Well, that's exactly what we uh, need yeah. in the in our uh, and it makes for good radio. It's a win win. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So here's the deal, man. I've been a, a, a big fan of yours uh, going back a couple of years. A um, uh, little background. I have, in my lifetime, I have never voted for a Democrat. And that's not something I wear like a badge of honor or anything. I was just always kind of raised in a spot where I was I was taught that conservatism is the closest thing to, you know, limited government. And um, so I found myself voting for Republicans really all along um, and was – really turned off by the last uh presidential race um in the in the two-party duopoly that we that we participate in in this country and uh man i found you um i've always leaned libertarian i'm i'm i would say fairly uh progressive socially i suppose it's, i think libertarian is the opposite of leaning I would agree. I, I would say it's it's hard set in that. <laughs> that means but, to not. But I did. I, I found you in that, and I, I out of all of the candidates that were out there, all of the voices, I appreciated yours the most, and I felt as though I was in agreement with you uh, more than anything. So I guess my first question here is, what is it like to? Uh, you're you're very publicly. Um, you have very libertarian stances. Is that, does that is that a hindrance for you in a in a Republican race for Senate against uh, someone like a, a Josh Hawley or something that I would say kind of rode in on a on a on, on the Trump train, if you will, somebody who you kind of ran against for all intents and purposes? Uh, it can be. It can be. I mean, you know, any politician is going to have a cult of personality. There's going to be people who you know are going to stand with them, whether they're right or they're wrong, right? And my my views and analysis of, of, of politics and of personalities has always been to try and strive to be as objective as possible, right? Like the people who are politicians that are my political heroes are people like Ron Paul and Rand Paul and Mike Lee and Ted Cruz. But, you know, I, I'm not the type of person to, you know, say, hey, you know, I agree with them always 100% of the time. I'm willing to say, hey, you know, I, I have had some disagreements with the people even that I admire most. I think it's important to be objective. Unfortunately, you don't see that much anymore. Most people, they, you know, they tend to get into these sort of tribal politics where it's like, you know, we're on the same team and we have to always agree or else, you know, if you don't, then you're going to be punished and we have a whole lot of, you know, you know, there's a, there's a purge mentality in politics today that exists. It exists 
exists amongst libertarians, you know, very severely. Um, but it also exists amongst the two major parties as well. And, you know, I do get some of that pushback from people in the Republican Party who are like, oh, well, you are a libertarian, right? Some people think they equate it with liberal. Of course, most people don't understand the fact that the people who believe in freedom and limited government are the true liberals, right? There's They're classic liberals. But unfortunately, politics is not about education. Politics is about winning elections. So you have to, you know, you have to kind of be careful with how you explain your views to people. I mean, fiscally, I, I like to describe it like this. I say I'm fiscally conservative and socially it's none of the government's damn business. Uh, the government needs to stay out of our lives and stay out of our pocketbooks. But, you know, not not everybody believes that. You know, when, when there are a lot of big government Republicans, just like there are big government Democrats, conservatism is a philosophy. Libertarianism is a philosophy. Social Socialism uh, is a philosophy, right? It's a political system, uh, a philosophy of political systems. So, you know, if you want to talk philosophy, generally, you know, you're going to need an edu- a base of education. If you want to talk politics, right, Republicans, Libertarians, and Democrats, that's much more surface level. But the war for ideas, the battle for the commanding heights of the, of the global economy right now, generally exists between two sort of extremes. One, which is, you know, Marxism, socialism, right, the Bernie Sanders of the world. And then you have the Keynesians, which is a more conservative version of, of a big government ideology. And, you know, uh, you know, for to his credit, Barack Obama was more of a Keynesian, right? He was more of a market socialist in many ways. And that's really what we've had since the end of World War II. We've had a mixed economy, you know, not really a free economy. And true conservatives, um, and agree with true libertarians for the most part on economics, right? Limited government is best. That government is best, which governs least. And so I'm trying to pull the, the debate away from Marxism versus Keynesianism to get more to a Keynesianism versus Austrianism, right? The Austrian economists, the people who influenced Ronald Reagan, Ludwig von Mises, Friedrich Hayek, you know, I, I would rather have those discussions and debates. Let the states, let's see some real federalism like the United States was meant to be. Let's have the states compete rather than having a sort of Cold War mentality where we need to build up, you know, you know, build up everything using the government to take on a, a, a massive government. It's time for us to start to deconstruct the massive government that we have in order to allow for more competition internally in the United States. And that's where I'd like to go. Heck yeah, Austin. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, fired me I'm up. a little bit aroused. Yeah, I'm going to take a break for a minute. Fire me up. Craig, we'll get back to you in a, a couple minutes. Hey, Austin, um, I'm kind of the uh, cannabis guy here on the show. Actually, we all are. Uh, but I had the opportunity to travel to Colorado to the ICR. It's a conference at Colorado State in Pueblo. Uh, to see just how cannabis affects our veterans with PTSD, uh, children with epilepsy, all that good stuff. I was wondering if I could get your thoughts on uh, cannabis as a whole and legalization in the state and federally. Well, you know, the great Bob Marley once said that the more you understand herb, the more you understand Rasta. Now, I have no idea what the hell that means, but it sounds cool. Um, but in regards to cannabis policy, you know, I'm, I'm the most pro-legalization guy out there. You know, I, I think the federal government has overstepped its constitutional authority on this one. You know, if you think about it from a legal perspective, the government needed a constitutional amendment to ban alcohol. So why didn't they do the same thing when it came to drugs? Um, you know, drugs are dangerous, right? I don't advocate for people to do drugs. I just think that the federal government is a poor tool in order to control what people do what they what they ingest right it, it it sort of makes no sense to me that if we have freedom of speech the government can't control what comes out of our bodies what we say why can they control what we put into our bodies and i think that the states really need to step up and take a more active role in in, in regulatory policy and if the states decide to legalize recreational and medical cannabis then i think that they ought to have the ability to experiment i mean thomas jefferson once said famously that you know the we need a laboratory of democracy so let Colorado and Washington and California to legalize it. Uh, let them. Let's see how it goes. And if Missouri wants to vote for that, the voters should have their say and decide to do that. And of course, I speak to a lot of veterans groups and as well as as people with children who have epilepsy, and they've tried it and it works better for them. For if yep. it works for them, they ought to be allowed to experiment. I mean, it is their it's their children, right? These are people who have served our country. They don't want to take opioids, right, or get addicted to opioids. Yep. They'd much rather be able to use a natural plant like um, like cannabis. So um, so I was excited today to see that Representative Paul Kerman in Missouri, who's a, a good, strong liberty guy, got a hemp bill passed, which is good for agriculture. And uh, it's possible that 
the Senate might pass a um, medical marijuana bill. That would be good. And it's also possible that it may be on the ballot this fall, which if it is, you're not going to want a Josh Hawley on the ballot because, again, you know, that that um, sort of big government conservative or big government Republican type is not going to do well against Claire McCaskill, who now has miraculously changed her position as saying she supports medical marijuana. You're going to want a liberty Republican like myself to take on Claire so I can bleed some of that support away from her. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I love to hear it. You know, you brought something up because uh, people say things like uh, we need to legalize it federally. Actually, my, you know, my position on that is, is that, no, the government just needs the federal government needs to be out of it altogether. It's not a matter of legalization on a federal level. You can't do that. You return that power to the states. But returning that right. power to the states right. over the you know, we we're constantly arguing First and Second Amendment in this country, especially in social social media. Uh, I'm a fan of all the amendments uh, in the Bill of Rights. Uh, you know, and it seems as though the Fourth Amendment and the Tenth Amendment are constantly being trampled. Being a being a small government kind of guy, it, it frustrates me. And you spoke about states' rights. Do you see? I mean, do you see a convention of states as a possibility to kind of reel the the federal government in? Is that a, is that something? Is that is that what it's going to take? It seems as though this. The federal government is a is a, a hydra, a leviathan that's that's kind of it's it's overgrown even the the power of, I mean it seems as though there's constantly someone making uh, um, excuses or arguing legalities for things that are absolutely extrajudicial, uh, uh, a war, acts of war internationally. I feel as though you know part of part of reeling that in is going to take the states kind of reclaiming some of that power. If you look at the states on the on the national level, it would appear. That you know, most of them are red. Most of the most of the of the state governments are red. But uh, uh, you know, on the federal level, we keep growing. We keep growing and get bluer and bluer and bluer. Is it going to take a convention of states to wrestle that power back? Well, it's a good question. I, I am sympathetic to the convention of states. However, I'm always looking for the best strategy that I can to advance liberty, not only in the short term and but also in the long term. I think that's more of a long term solution. Right? I'm running for the United States Senate, which means, of course, that if a convention of states were to occur, essentially it would be bypassing the power of the federal legislature. So I do believe that there is still a good chance to advance liberty by having good liberty Republicans in the U.S. Senate and in the House, uh, and maybe even a liberty president one day potentially so so if i if i was totally sold on the convention of states i would probably be spending more of my time and energy focused on that goal rather than to uh run for the u.s senate because if i if i thought it was hopeless i wouldn't be doing you know engaged in the current task that i am right now but yes i do think the states need to step up and assert their authority and i do think that there need to be some court cases litigated on the 10th amendment um the there you know the question of course is is how much you know, do we do we appreciate the federal government when it does something like stepping in to end Jim Crow, for example, right? So there is a, a proper role for the federal government because the states don't have the right to take away our individual liberty either, right? That's why we had Heller versus D.C., because the states were restricting our Second Amendment rights, and Washington, D.C. specifically, uh, in the district, was, was restricting people's individual right to bear arms. So the federal government, I don't believe, was overreaching their authority in using the 14th Amendment to say, hey, you cannot restrict people's individual right to bear arms, you know, and so so I think that it's all about checks and balances, and in some ways, you know, you can't, there, there's no perfect end-all, be-all solution. There's no utopian solution to any of the problems that we face, right? I think there was um, an old philosopher, H.L. Mencken, who said, for every problem, there's a, there's a political solution that's neat. That's neat, simple, tidy, and wrong. Everybody wants simple solutions to our problems, but there just really aren't simple solutions to the problems. I mean, and and politicians, they usually will try and sell us these easy solutions or say, you know, that this is the way to go, but it isn't all, you know, it's very rarely the case. Is it going to solve, you know, be a panacea? The Convention of States is a, is, is one of those things where even though it sounds on the surface like a good idea, it all, it also has some problems because, you know, the, they could rewrite the entire Constitution. The last time we had uh, a constitutional convention was, you know, 1786 when they wrote the Constitution. They weren't even supposed to write the Constitution. They were just supposed to amend the Articles of Confederation, and then they decided in secret to write the Constitution, which, you know, looking back in retrospect, great idea. But uh, there aren't a whole lot of founding fathers types around anymore, it seems, right? Those gen- those sort of, um, you know, benevolent geniuses who were, you know, ready to, you know, to hand over power. 
So there are some dangers to a constitutional convention. I do generally support it um, because of the people that are pushing for it. Uh, but I do want to make sure that everybody knows what we're getting into with that, which is, you know, again, uh, it's more of a long-term solution. And in the short term, I'm running for the United States Senate because, you know, firing Claire McCaskill and replacing her with a Liberty Republican, that sure as hell is a pretty clear victory for our cause. Hell yes. So, <laughs> so Austin, uh, you were thrown in Facebook jail last September. I think uh, Craig was telling me recently it's happened again. Uh, we've come to call yeah. it uh, Facebook jail. Tell us uh, what happened and how does it tie into our First Amendment rights and our Second Amendment? second amendment rights as well yeah i've been thrown in facebook jail twice for doing something every good conservative would do and just you know giving away free ar-15 well, what's wrong with that? yeah um, i'll take one if yeah, you got one laying yeah, around what's, what's wrong that? totally legal right uh, you know uh, you know it's just so funny i was shooting a campaign commercial the other day and i had an ar-15 in one hand and my 1911 handgun in the other hand and i was explaining to people that the ar-15 is not a weapon of war the 1911 is a weapon of war, right? The AR-15 has never been used in a in a in a first world conflict because it's not a military rifle. It's a it's a civilian semi-automatic handgun, but or excuse me, semi-automatic rifle. But pe- because it looks scary, people yeah. want to ban it, right? They think that because it's black, that it's it's dangerous. It's more dangerous than other guns, uh, but it's just not. Uh, it's just a simple semi-automatic firearm. And I, I have hunting rifles that carry a much bigger payload. But when it comes to our First Amendment rights, obviously Facebook, we, like we said from the beginning, they have the right to set their terms of service. But let's be honest, they're shady. They're, they're totally shady. Yeah. They're biased against conservatives. And here's how we know. The, the first time that we did that, that we gave away the AR-15, they said, it, they said it was a mistake. They banned us, but they said it was a mistake after we caught, you know, threw up a stink. And it was they didn't do it on purpose. It was just an algorithm error. Well, you know, the video that I did was talking about how bad Claire McCaskill was on gun rights. And the second time, we only, the only reason we did it the second time is because we thought it was not a violation of the terms of service because they told us so. I wasn't just being a bad boy to be a bad boy, although, you know, I'm, you know I can be a bit naughty. But, um, <laughs> but we did it because we thought it wasn't a violation of the terms of service. Well, that time they banned me again. We did some digging and we found out their chief operating officer has been contributing the maximum to Claire McCaskill in previous elections and in this election. So when our people fought back and started publicizing that and it was getting all over the, the press all over the country, they said, well, it is a violation of the terms of service. So they changed their story, but they said they're going to back off anyway because of the heat we put on them. I mean, I feel bad for any conservatives who don't have a support group like I do, a support network like I do, uh, because I think that you don't have free speech on social media and they're going to selectively enforce their bias against us conservatives. Um, and then the, I guess the, the last thing you could say about that is, uh, should they be regulated, right? Everybody's like, well, if they're going to come down, you know, this is a free speech question. Well, the only problem is, did you guys watch the, the Zuckerberg hearings? The, Cong- the You know, those members of Congress, oh, yeah. those old fogies oh, asking my those God. questions. Mm-hmm. It was they're, like, they're clueless. It was they're... a parade of morons. How do I find at, Facebook? Know, like, <laughs> yeah. yes. You're going to get all my information. How can I stop you from that? Is How do I attack you? You had a post on Facebook. I told you to take the post down on the Facebook. Like, all right, you can't it, Grandpa. Like, you're going to regulate <laughs> Facebook? So... I don't think so. Is this like MySpace? <laughs> Yeah, right. It's like MySpace. That's Tequila Tequila on MySpace. we got to stop them. Tequila Tequila Tequila. I keep it's having Jodeci play every time someone gets on my page. I don't want Jodeci on there anymore. <laughs> That's Canadian pharmacies. They're buying drugs on the Canadian pharmacies. Oh, no, please, please. Like, as bad as, listen, the free market's not perfect. It's messy. It doesn't always work perfectly as everybody wants it but you know the thing is is i guess the final thing i'd say on that is you know what when socialists when they look at that they see a market failure but entrepreneurs see a market opportunity we can point so out I'm a lot confident. of socialist failures yeah, I'm too i'm confident we'll see some alternative <laughs> alternatives in the future absolutely oh yeah absolutely Awesome. I'm, I, this, I, this is super exciting to hear i've uh just some of the names you threw out there you know the Rand paul's uh Mike Lee, I'm a big uh, Thomas Massey fan. It seems like Kentucky's got a real strong uh, libertarian yeah, board. I love and those guys. Yeah. Hell of a trio. I, I really, and Justin Amash, even I was he Michigan, I think. Uh, you know, he's 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 a guy that uh, you know all of them. They just seem like every time we, we might we might just disagree a little bit, but they're consistent. And it's so hard to find consistent yeah. people. Yeah. But when you find the people that are the have the have the strongest liberty roots. They tend to be – they're consistent across the board. Rand Paul yeah. has been up there, whether it's Donald Trump or Barack Obama, he'll go up there and filibuster a bad mm-hmm. bill for 24 hours at a time. And and so the idea of – I'm with you. I asked about the Convention of States because it seems like a far-fetched idea, but 
I love I love bolstering the Liberty Caucus. Um, yeah, and, and when well, you're can running, I just say that like I, I'm so jealous. I, I'm sick and tired of being jealous of Kentucky and of Michigan <laughs> and of yep. Utah for having the like only Liberty Republicans in the House and Senate. I mean, and so I, when I looked here in Missouri, I was like, well, if you want something done right, you better do it yourself, right? So like we have a shot here in Missouri. I'm trying to give us a shot. To have a Liberty Republican, not just in Kentucky and Michigan and Utah, but we could have one here in Missouri. And the best part is, is that you're 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 trading the Democrat for a Liberty Republican. I mean, it's this beautiful. is this is a great opportunity, and we might not see this again for some time. Because if you know, if I don't win this one, guys, I got to take a break because yeah. I've been running for a few years. Now. <laughs> I imagine it's pretty tasking. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll drudge up the past. Uh, even if you were running against a guy that thought that women had built-in mechanisms to prevent rape pregnancies, um, I would still be uh, <laughs> uh, voting for you. So, um, no, really, I was so frustrated. That was at a time of, like, my peak conservatism where I'm listening to conservative talk radio all day. And, and I, I've got, you know, I've got all these these different things. And literally, Todd Aiken, Steve, I'm looking at you, Todd Aiken could have not said a word for the entire You've told me election cycle. Never spoke. If he would have did not say anything, just played mute, he could have stood on stage and they asked him questions and he just blink at him. He would have beat Claire McCaskill by 15 points. He opens his mouth and it was like, I remember hearing it and I was like, oh. We well, got, yeah, we but also remember, remember the Republicans threw him under the bus. Too. I do. I mean, again, there was a problem because, yeah, what he said was totally stupid, but also the party, you know, they threw him under the bus. I mean, look what's happening to Eric Greitens right now. Did, was the affair a stupid thing? Yeah, of course. But now look what the Republicans are doing. My opponent, Josh Hawley, as soon as he becomes an obstacle to their uh, to to these politicians' political expedience, right, then they they'll throw you under the bus immediately. You know, it's and it's amazing too because if you think about it. <clears throat> You know the president of the United States is being is being accused. He's he's got allegations against him. So why hasn't Josh Hawley called for the president to step down? It's because he's got no huevos. It's because the attorney general that I'm running against right now is is a wimpy ladder boy who doesn't have the guts to to stand withstand the the slings and arrows of political misfortune. And so a lot of times what happens is that these Republicans who are spineless cowards when it comes to the your know, government spending or when it comes to surveillance or when it comes to you know the war on drugs, you know they talk a big game. But then once adversity comes. They back down faster than you can imagine. I mean, the, the, the Attorney General of Missouri won't even debate me, right? This guy went to, to, to Yale and to Stanford and private high school in, in, in Kansas City, Rockhurst. I mean, the, you know, he clerked at the Supreme Court. He's, a, he's at least with Mitch McConnell and Karl Rove, and, and everybody think he's an absolute genius and a golden boy. Meanwhile, I went to Missouri State University. I went to public school, no and, and you know, I majored in musical theater, right? I'm just some dope. What's he afraid of, right? What are these? What, what is he afraid of to come out and have a debate? We're having a debate on May 11th, and he's the only one who has an RSVP. So, you know, the question is, is you know, why do we keep sending these spineless jellyfish to Washington? Do you remember the Tea Party years, seven years, they promised, give us power, we'll vote against Obamacare. And then they get to D.C. and they do the opposite. Yep. Remember when Josh mm-hmm. Hawley promised not to climb political ladders, and then six months later into his first year, his first term, he did the opposite? And decided not to stop. Like, learn our lessons, right? Learn from our mistakes. You know, so that's the thing. Do you want a lion or do you want a ladder boy? Uh, <laughs> You're uh, you're hitting everything that I was that I was. I've I never was seen scratching me where I am. I'm super excited. I, and actually, as big of a fan, I didn't know that you're a Missouri State guy. You ever had a burrito enchilada style? You know what I'm talking about down in Springfield. Oh, you know, yeah, of course. <laughs> I graduated Missouri State two, uh, 2003, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. Uh, you know, before that, I went to Ray Pack. I was born in Independence, but I was raised on a horse farm out in Peculiar. Um, where the odds are with you, we say. But, um, you know, and yeah, again, I like to say that's not too far from a town called Liberty, which is what I'm all about. Born, raised, educated in Missouri, did not have a silver spoon in my mouth, earned everything I got, you know, was a producer for Judge Napolitano. Like, they don't take, you know, farm boys from Missouri and then put a plunk them down and to be, you know, Judge Napolitano's A1 producer, you know, out of nowhere, you know, unless you got Jack Danforth or, you know, Mitch McConnell back in you. Like, they... You know, I had to earn everything that I got. You know, I, I know what a hard day's work looks like, and that's really what we should send to to the U.S. Senate next year. Because if we do what we if we always do what we've always done, we'll always get what we've always gotten. 
No, that's beautiful. You're you're speaking to three of the common men right here, and I know you're you're resonating big time right now. It's awesome to hear it. Um, you got a big debate in St. Louis next week. Uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit how you're preparing for that? Because it sounds like you're ready to dismantle someone right now. It's great. Oh yeah, I'm sharpening my fangs, bro. Uh, the thing <laughs> yes. is, is that it's the May 11th debate. It's the MAGA debate, right? So it's like kind of the Trump debate. There's a Trump pack that's throwing it. Um, there's going to be it looks like four. Five of us, perhaps, that are running. But here's the deal, guys. Fox News power rankings. They they list everybody in who's got you know who's running, who's got power in these in these Senate races. And in Missouri, they said two candidates have what it takes to beat Claire McCaskill. One is Attorney General Josh Hawley. The other one's Austin Peterson. I'm the only candidate who's not Josh Hawley, whose campaign has no debt, who has a, a, a financial surplus, a nice big surplus, and who's got what it takes to beat Claire. I mean, if you look at the finance, financial reports for all the other candidates that are running, and, you know, bless them, they're, they're you know, very nice people, you know, most of them either have less than $200 in their bank accounts, and that ain't going to take on Claire, or they haven't even filed their financial reports. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm showing up to debate because the people have asked for it. They want to hear from me, but we, we got to be honest. If the grassroots all get behind one candidate, We'll win. We'll beat Josh. But if we waste time and pretend like somebody else has got a shot because he's more MAGA or he's more the wall or he's more this or that, you know, they're all going to be taking turns to get down on their knees and talk about how once they get to Washington, they're going to, you know, rubber stamp some some guy's agenda or this guy's agenda. You know, I'm going to call it like it is, be objective, state the facts, and say I'm I'm not afraid to say something that might be unpopular because, you know what, what's right isn't always what's popular, and what's popular isn't always what's right. And here's the deal. You may not always agree with me, but you're always going to know where I stand. So again, you know, you got to you may you want to send somebody to D.C. who's got some backbone, who's got some spine, because like and like Reagan said, you know, eighty percent friend is not twenty percent enemy. So you know, I may be a different kind of a Republican, but I frankly I think that's a good thing. It means that I'm independent. It means that I'm not owned. And I I truly believe, guys, I'm the only one who's got the only grassroots candidate who's got a shot not only to beat Josh Hawley but to take down Claire in the general. I hey, I can't agree with you more. And and to be honest with you, it's it's exciting to me because awesome when when we talk about getting through. And I, and I wonder how much I'm sure you've got some of the the finest minds uh, uh, consulting you on this. And I'm sure in the in the primary process, you do need to you still got to to warm up to. Uh, dark red rural communities that might not be so progressive socially. Um, but I, I think that you have the best chance of winning the middle that's fed up with Claire. And that's something that right. people are constantly asking for a third-party option. And the closest thing to third-party options that we have are, are well, at the federal level, you have you have an, uh, an independent in Bernie Sanders who's so far left of, of even the, the leftist – Every leftist in Washington D.C. That's not there's there's no third party middle option. Vacation the homes. Closest Bernie thing we Sanders. have is that Liberty Caucus. <laughs> I want to put you in there. I think we have you have the best chance of reaching people like us in the Midwest here who are just tired of of honestly uh, adults arguing at a fourth grade level, like uh, just slinging garbage <laughs> insults at each other. Like it would be, it's it's refreshing to hear somebody that's speaking from a. It, 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 without fail, people that that are quote and are rooted in the Constitution, it's weird how that they they seem to be a little more uh, uh, phonetically pleasing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's nice to listen to you because I yeah. get tired of hearing kids throw throw mud on each other in the sand. Well, it's you know? a Bernie's all uh, the trillionaires and the billionaires. I get it. Some people have more money than me. Some dude. people Chill have out. more money than you, even though you drive a nice <laughs> Audi and have all those beach houses. Um, no. <laughs> well, and the thing is, guys, there's just one quick point on that. Uh, I'll just say this. I mean, the last election against Claire, the last Senate race, the Libertarians got 6%. So imagine this scenario. Let's say I get only half of that, right? The Republicans, I can get all the Republican votes. That's 50%. Let's say 3% of the Libertarians, like, but probably I could get more. That's 53% right there. That's enough to win. But yeah, I can also shot. get some, some independents who like my position on criminal justice reform and things like that, and even a few civil liberties-loving Democrats who are not happy with Claire. And I, I, I talk to Democrats. I reach out to them. I'm, 
you know, I'm more than happy to go to their rallies and meetings and talk to them and may not agree with them on much, but some of them really like what I say. I, again, I really believe that if you put me up against Claire, that I'm going to I'm going to crush her because I'm going to get those independent votes and a few Democrats who don't like her. And, you know, Republicans are going to say, well, he's a Republican guy. I may not like, you know, some of these things here or there, but we got to get we got to get Claire out of there. So they'll they'll come along. And it's just so you know, maddening because, you know, what's what's hard in a primary, what's tough for me in a primary is beautiful in a general against Claire. That's you know? exactly yeah. where I was yep. getting at. You kind of run in two different races. You got a you got a little bit of a sprint to to win the the, the, the it's not this isn't demeaning in any way, but the more rural crowd, the more conservative crowd, uh, you know, socially. <laughs> but then you've got this. I mean, man, you get on the national level. And you're just you're gonna yeah. blow her doors off, man. I I'm, I'm, I I, yeah. I want to get you there. I don't want to be presumptuous, but I think we got you in the studio coming up here uh, pretty soon. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that uh, is yeah, where I really want to dive into things like your criminal justice reform, a little bit more into cannabis, mm-hmm. uh, the Second Amendment. We you know we don't want to we don't want to waste it all on them right now. But uh, I cannot <laughs> express how how uh, grateful we are that you uh, came on here and and uh, and uh, you know. How much uh, I I am supportive. I'm not going to speak for my two my my two co-hosts, but I think they're on board. They're all oh yeah, they're all uh, uh, no actually. Right Claire now. made a comment about the rocks at Mizzou, and I went to Mizzou for two and a half years. So uh, you're going to have to try a little harder, AP. There, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. She's like, "Oh, the rock's gone." It's like, no, it's on the other side. I mean, you can go here, right? Yeah. So uh, uh, people can find you obviously on Twitter at AP Four Liberty. That's the number four. Uh, AP Number Four Liberty. Uh, and then uh, on Facebook, and uh, what, what, what else can they do to what else can they do to help you out, Austin? Yeah, so we really need phone bankers. So if you sign up to volunteer at austinforsenate.com, the website austinforsenate.com has a volunteer page. Uh, and you know what, Glenn Beck said, Austin, you got to say it three times. So it's austinforsenate.com. So thanks, Glenn Beck, for the tip. <laughs> austinforsenate.com, austinforsenate.com, austinforsenate.com. If I say it in a mirror, will you appear? Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Austin, uh, I, I can't wait to meet you in the flesh, uh, and I'm, I'm happy yeah. to uh, – to help any way that, that I can. I don't know uh, the legality of me being on the radio. Listen, if she asked for the time, i got to give it to her. But I'm not going <laughs> to oh, say anything. The I'm questions will be different. No. <laughs> the questions will be very different. She's got to no, – you know what She's not going to no, have fun. If you, okay, if we're matching – you know, if we're doing apples-to-apples apples comparisons and we start looking at track records, um, and, and because of, of your history running, running in the libertarian race and everything – We've got. We can go back. We can look at your record and look at the consistency yep. where you've been all along. And yeah. We can go back just the same amount of time with her and look at the consistency. And I think we'll get all the answers that we need, and all of our answers, yeah. all of our listeners yep. will get the answers they need. Yep. yep. Um, so, Austin, I can't thank you enough. I can't wait to meet you. And uh, uh, one more time, if you want to let people know how to get a hold of you, and uh, we'll let you get on your way back to your fundraising event, and and uh, wish you good luck yep. on the debates next week. Yes. Yeah, you guys rock. I'll see you guys soon. Uh, it's AP for Liberty, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Austin for Senate.com online. Check us out. Volunteer, phone bank, get yourself a yard sign. You can order them on the website. Have a good one, guys. See you soon. In recognizing a communist, physical appearance counts for nothing. If he openly declares himself to be a communist, we take his word for it. If a person consistently reads and advocates the views expressed in a communist publication, he may be a communist. Isn't this America? I'm sorry, I thought this was America. <laughs> Austin Peterson, everybody. Wow. That was a big boy interview. Well done, Craig. Oh, man, I stumbled all over myself. Well, I was, you're I terrible, was, but I, I was mean, starstruck. It wasn't bad. I was starstruck, but we got a lot of love on the uh, text line. A lot of people engaged with Austin. I liked Austin before. This interview is making me love him. That was from the 314. Um, next week, we're going to have him in studio so we can we can get this question answered for you. would love to hear his stance on veterans health care from the 509. Uh, I'm, I'm Email us questions. For yeah, if you guys got anything that you want to know from Austin, yeah. we're going to have him in studio next week. Just listen to that, how genuine of a, of a guy he is. Like, yeah. That's the guy I, I want to throw washers with. He's, he, listen, Craig, I've been burned before. I don't want to fall in love with him. I mean, you're visibly aroused right now. I can see it. And you're doing a good job, like, <laughs> concentrating while that's going on. What? He's, but, he's not alone. Yeah, no, he's, got, he's great. He's a great guy, but I don't want to get too in over my head. Are we going to talk about his modeling career? Because I, I, I just saw on Wikipedia he did a little modeling I know, back in you, the day. I know. Can you blame him? Thank you. Well, I guess my night's spoken for me. 
Craig's got some file footage to look up on AP there. No, he sounded great. I loved his answers, but isn't that a politician? That's well, I'll tell you of, what, it, it, it sounded a little different to me. I, I, maybe I'm biased. I don't know. But it sounded like that was a guy that wasn't kind of given a line. He opened up the interview said, nothing is off. That's what you said about Truman. No. <laughs> it's not a lie if you believe it. That's true. That's there you go. Four. Exactly. <laughs> so, no, I, I think that I just I think he's a genuine guy. And maybe I want to get excited. That's Maybe that's the deal. I want to get excited about somebody close yeah. to my age trying to change the political landscape. Trying to, change, awesome. trying to change the conversation. Like he said, he's talking about you know the conversation has been between socialism and Keynesianism. He wants to just kind of tilt that back to Keynesianism versus more of an you know, Austrian free market economy. I'll just, yeah, that's uh, what just, change, just change the conversation just, just a little bit. He's talking liberties. That's, is he that refreshing? What he said about cannabis saying it took a constitutional amendment. It took, it took them writing a law to prohibit alcohol. Why didn't they have to go through the same process with all drugs? That's an that's an incredible. Why? You know who who decided that Nixon. this is now? I know uh, we know. <laughs> you have to get your marijuana stamp if you would like yeah, to participate. The, the, the this is America. Tax. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. There it is again. That way, yeah. It's really starting to grow on me. I love it. Randy Marsh holding it down for us. So. Uh, yeah, Craig, just talk. Let's go about things I love. How about oh, that? Yeah, right, we'll we do got it. some on the on the text line. We got a uh, few of them. There's a few, but I don't really want to but say, I want to say this one, but I will. It says things I love. Craig's vernacular, oh, and that sounds blush. sexual. I didn't say it. <laughs> that was someone on the on What's the line. vernacular? <laughs> um, things I love. My toes dipped in anything Mother Earth: sand, mud, dirt, grass, Yogurt. ocean. Kind of <laughs> yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> what? It was made here on Earth. Uh, kind of stole my answer from the podcast, but yeah, it's okay. You know what I mean? It's all right. I don't let it slide. Tucking Just... my kids in. That's a great one. Oh, yeah. And tucking other people's kids in. It's great, too. <laughs> things I love Range. when a great... Well, it was a good run. When <laughs> uh, things I love when a great freaking tune comes on and someone says, can we play it again? I love that. Those songs that you just immediately Wait, replay. The song is so good, you got to put it. it on repeat. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, Drain You by Nirvana was my first experience with that. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to play that again. That was oh, great. yeah, Basket Case, I think, was probably mine. Oh, man, that Dookie album in general. Oh, your Dookie album in general. It's so good. <laughs> All right, we got a few more uh, cannabis questions. Maybe we, can, uh, maybe we can get to those before the show ends. I think we're up against another break again. Um, we want to mention James Carlton, James Carlton Insurance, just a splendid human being. Look him up he, on the Internet. He's as good as they come. He is. And uh, the guys over at Lifetime Roofing and Renovation. Roof, roof. That's Roof is the roofing dog. It's, it's good. He's a good, old, he's a good old pro. It's a great that place. That picture on Facebook, with he, he's like got the hard hat on. He's, everybody's gathered yes. around. Oh, he's got like, safety vests and everything. He's not messing around. They're, they giggle they like work, an idiot They work for time. 435 days without an accident. He's completely housebroken. Is that good? I don't know stats on <laughs> yeah. roofing. That's excellent, Seth. Hey, they got I don't know excellent. roofing stats. I don't follow roofing. Well, like listen, here's the deal. They do roofs, but they come from a background of insurance adjusting. That's they huge. They speak the language. That's, that's right? a big they're thing. Gonna get, they're going to come out there. They're going to fix your roof. Yes. They're going to they're look at it for nothing. They fly a drone over it. Yeah, Rufus used to work in insurance. It's crazy. This dog's getting hired everywhere, and I don't understand He's a dog it. of many talents. I'm on the radio. They're going to send a drone up in the air. They're going to map out your roof. They're going to tell you what's good, what's yeah, not. They hey, do sometimes hail drones. hits. It's storm season, folks. Oh, hail yeah. hits. You give Lifetime Roofing a call. LifetimeSTL.com. Yeah, 314-800-0426. That's the number. Give them a call. Look them up online. What was it? at. What was the number? 314-800-0426. Hey, everybody. It's Chris Denman. Be sure to join myself, Travis Terrell, and the cast of thousands on St. Louis Live, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 a.m. right here on 920 a.m. WGNU, and stream it online at weareliveradio.com. Today, we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited across the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14... 31? I mean, 13? We, we took a left, left on Carroll Garden Street. Garden Street? Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, we, we hugged goodbye. goodbye. I, I really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school, school today. today. 
When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. You know, honey, I think I deserve some kind of reward. Here, have a pickle. Thanks. After all, I did find us the perfect house. Have another pickle. Thank you. But remember, then I found out how much our house was going to cost. Yeah, but then I found us the perfect mortgage. Got any more of these? Sure, help yourself. Mm. But then I found out our perfect house had radon. The stuff you can't see, smell, or taste. And it's radioactive. And it's the second leading cause of lung cancer. (sighs) Some dream house. I need two pickles. Mm, True. But then I found a phone number to call 1-800-SOS-RADON, where you can get all the information you need to test and fix a home with a radon problem. You did. Yeah, and then I found out we were going to have a baby. So, you know your study, it'd be a perfect room for my mother. Right. Now I need a phone number to fix a home with a mother-in-law problem. Hey. I'm in a pickle. Did you say baby? Do we have any ice cream? Protect your family from radon. Make your home safer. Call 1-800-SOS-RADON. 1-800-SOS-RADON. One theft every six and a half minutes. 156 thefts every day. Here's a shout-out to the more than 57,000 drivers who admittedly made it easy for the thieves last year. 57,000 who left the keys in their vehicle and had it stolen. Lock it before you leave it. Don't make it easy for the thief. If you know something about vehicle theft or insurance fraud, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. You know, honey, I think I deserve some kind of reward. Here, have a pickle. Thanks. After all, I did find us the perfect house. Have another pickle. Thank you. But remember, then I found out how much our house was going to cost. Yeah, but then I found us the perfect mortgage. Got any more of these? Sure, help yourself. Mm -hmm. But then I found out our perfect house had radon. The stuff you can't see, smell, or taste. And it's radioactive. And it's the second leading cause of lung cancer. (sighs) Some dream house. I need two pickles. Mm, True. But then I found a phone number to call 1-800-SOS-RADON where you can get all the information you need to test and fix a home with a radon problem. You did. Yeah, and then I found out we were going to have a baby. So, you know, your study, it'd be a perfect room for my mother. Right. Now I need a phone number to fix a home with a mother-in-law problem. Hey. I'm in a pickle. Did you say baby? Do we have any ice cream? Protect your family from radon. Make your home safer. Call 1-800-SOS-RADON. 1-800-SOS-RADON. Well, hello. This is Travis Durrell from St. Louis Live. My secret to being an amazing, multi-talented radio host, it's all about the three C's. Cool, chill, and composed. Are you kidding me? You're holding Jay-Z, who used to hustle and sell dope, and you're holding up to the same stature as Donald Trump, the President of the United States? Check your blood pressure. Stream us live at WGNU920AM.com. Be sure to download the app for your smartphone, and as always, stay cool. That's WGNU920AM.com. deal with jails. Don't deal with jails and I don't deal with police. My house got robbed in New York. I didn't even call the police. I wanted to, but I couldn't. My crib is too nice. It's not that it's too nice, but it's too nice for me. You know how the police are in New York. As soon as I open the door, they'll be like, oh, he's still here. Open and shut case, Johnson. This black guy broke in and hung up pictures of his family everywhere. Drop it down. God, I love our intros. It's the first time we're hearing a lot of this stuff, too. It's so, a lot of fun. It's fun. Hey, guys, we got some more things we love. Um, we got things I love. Tetro's Bar and Bistro down Festus Way. It comes from our buddy Pixie. I had Tetro's. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Unofficial sponsor, I guess. I've never I heard had of it. Cinnamon invoice last weekend, and I'm a big fan of Cajun food. It is down the fastest way. Really? You know, I'm a I'm a Jeffco guy. You're a now. spicy little hot I dog. I am uh, muy caliente. <laughs> but uh, Flamma Blanca. The, uh, yeah, exactly. Yes, actually, it is my dream. I don't know if anybody knows this. I'm going to get it out there. I am an unabashed love. I have an unabashed love for mariachi music. It's my dream to be a famous mariachi one day. 
That has nothing true. to do with Cajun food, which is, has French backgrounds. Uh, been so as a friend, it's true. But no, Cajun food down Festus Way. It was great. Pixie actually recommended it on Facebook a while ago. I'd seen he talked about it or whatever. I went in there, blew my doors off. Really? Yep. Unbelievable food. Really? Wow. What is your role in the mariachi band? Oh, definitely the singer. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely the singer. The front singer. vest. Yes. The I can maybe play some spoons. <laughs> I'll be a groupie for that band, you know what I'm saying? I got a mean grito. I won't hit you with it right now. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, things things I love. I love the power of the giraffe. We got that. Uh, I stepped on a nail, a double nail the other day. It's going to be tough to walk in this 5K, but it's just something I'm going to do. You know? Powerofthedraft.org. Thepowerofthedraft.org. Thepowerofthedraft.org. Yep. Is it just an unbelievable organization. These They make care bags. Yeah, for can't newly new found cancer patients, people that just found out they have cancer, they go around to random hospitals throughout the area, and they, they hand them home. out to these people. Um, it was inspired by a good friend of our, Dale Alcorn. His wife passed cancer. Carol. His wife Carol passed from cancer, and um, he was he was moved to be the change he wanted to see. You know what their tagline is? Stick your neck out for somebody else. I love it. The power of the draft. They got a five k tomorrow in Alton. Yeah, yeah, they do. And you go down there. Uh, they got some great shirts. We got this wild little. Uh, it's it's Pinko de Mayo. We're raising money for for cancer patients, and uh, the shirts are great. They got a nice nice uh, moisture wick and feel. You got a uh, you got a giraffe wearing a, a big sombrero, multicolored. It's Bring very, the very kids. Festive. It is. It's tomorrow's Cinco. I'll be out there with my kids. We'll be go out there with the kids. Carrying me. I'm listen. If I'm doing a five k, you're doing a five k. I'd yeah. rent one of those line bikes if I was doing a 5K and just do that on that. How is that possible? The, what is, what is going on with, with the line bikes? I don't, I don't get understand it. the Seth, line bike like, So someone can take it? Like if you drive it to the store and you're inside and then you like, I got to grab some bag of peanuts and then you come back out and your bike's gone? Is it like an Aldi cart? I, I like know. do you put a quarter in it and then like I you don't you get should... your quarter back until – Because they should consider putting more money in it than a quarter because bikes are expensive. I think you use your debit card. People are naturally going to steal them and just – did you use your debit card for him? No. I think so. I saw a fellow who legitimately could not ride a bicycle riding one of those the other day. One of the funny, probably a 33-year-old man. I saw a fellow, drunk. I saw a fellow no, no. who legitimately couldn't do ride a bicycle down Broadway one time. Oh, yeah. That was you. <laughs> Brutal. That was, it was you. Your, is your perineum okay? Is that, no, it's, it's gone. Um, we got an email submission from uh, one of our uh, lovely uh, longtime uh, listeners and just big, big fans of the show since it's been on since 6 o'clock. Um, so we have, we have built a very loyal fan base in the past hour, hour, and hour and a half. Four minutes. We so have good. built a great grassroots campaign here, and it starts out as I sit here at work in the claustrophobic stall, taking my post coffee recreational. I had something on my mind. Well, two things on my mind actually, but I'll only fill you in on one of them and leave the other to your imagination. Demonization of a disagreeing party. I, unfortunately, used to be one to get into a debate about a certain topic, not just politics, and would get so worked up that the other person disagreed with me that I would try to burn them, seemed a little extreme, or come up with some sort of mic drop attack. I'm embarrassed about it now, but I was in my early 20s and still learning how to have a civil discussion. However, I read comments on social media and I see people my age and older still use these tactics. It's like a fight to see who can best prove that the other side is more relatable than Nazi Germany. The constant insults being thrown to prove which side has the moral high ground, generally accompanied by several ridiculous memes with misleading information. The mudslinging with zero self-awareness is exhausting. Wow. So that brings me to my question for you guys. Who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron, LeBron James? LeBron James is the best basketball player in this world. We're living in a society. We're supposed to act in a civilized way. I'm going MJ. But seriously, why do you think that the political climate in America today has gotten to this point? And what do you think you could do to help? The lack of self-awareness. Go ahead, Chris. Hashtag, make America love again. Thanks again, guys. Ryan Piccarella. Isn't this America? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. I love you, Ryan Piccarella. I really appreciate you writing in this email because this is right in my wheelhouse of passion. Um, you know, the political climate in America, I think it's the, the divide – they want to try to divide and conquer us. They, the, well, who, guess who they is? We, it, two-party system. They is we. It's us. And, and what do you think we could do that would help? You get everyone on a big head full of antigens. I'm not even kidding. No one look at me like that. I'm not even joking. You get a lot of our political leaders to see what the oneness of the universe is. Craig, don't look Just at me like slip that. Slip DMT into their drinks. Anything. No, no, no. you got to have set and setting, too. 
So, like, could you imagine if Senate wasn't like this building where there's all stuffy chairs and stuff? Like, you know, I'm not a hippie you want, guy. Like bean bags? Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe you do that. Hammocks. Definitely. Oh, hammocks is a great. Whatever you choose is your most comfortable little gift that you want to sit in that area. And that's what you can do. And you can open yourself up and you can find out what's really going on with your own demons. Because the lack of self-awareness in this country, frankly, is disturbing because Pixie's right. You, you get online and you see this trash being thrown at each other. And there's a Yale study where they said if you don't win an argument within like the first comment, you might as well just throw your computer in the trash can, which I thought was a little extreme, but you're not going to win the argument. Some of the brightest minds in in Ivy League schools came up with that. Yeah, exactly. It came up with a weird theory. But the whole thing is you're not going to win an argument by saying, oh, look at me, I'm right. Because they said it will actually make the other person dig in even more. Even if you hit them. I have no place to go. (laughs) Even if you hit them with science. They're like, no, I'm digging in, pal. Even Listen, if they feel they're wrong. It's, it's, it's like Confucius said. You get a lot more flies with honey, but you get a lot more honeys when you're fly. <laughs> I don't think he said that. No, he said that. He definitely said that. Seth, can you double check that? That, that was actually. Well, nope, he's not, nope, he's not going to do that. So Seth forgot to roll it up. Yeah, why, do, why do people I have enjoy echo chambers? <laughs> Oh, we all kind of enjoy an echo chamber a little bit. Look at that. I'm going to call this show the echo chamber. Are you kidding me right now? Look at me. I surrounded myself with Craig. He agrees with everything I, I do. Just, I wish people would step out of their comfort zones more often. Yeah, and I think if people stepped out of their comfort zones more often, they would learn a lot about themselves and those around them, and they'd be more accepting. Of oh, yeah. you got to travel. you got to astral travel. That's where I'm talking about coming in. And what's crazy about this conference, too, they have done a study on bad trips, and I'm using air quotes right now, bad trips. And a lot of the bad trips were like, oh, I ate some and I didn't know, and it freaked me out. Okay, I get that. That, But for my birthday, friends, if you're listening, that's what I want from you. Dose me (laughs) up when I don't know what's going on. Um, But when when you get the uh, dosage or whatever on that front, I forgot where I was even going with that. I'm dosed up right now. <laughs> I don't think we can say that. You cannot. You cannot say I don't that. Know about but I that, thought about no. my friends doing that, and that's a just dosed up on life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, the bad trip. So when you're having a bad trip, maybe that's a, a, a moment you need to take a look at yourself and realize that oh, I can't be this fake person I'm kind of portraying. Or hey, I'm it, sorry, I didn't see you there. I was too busy blocking out the haters. Block out the haters, man. That's what we need to be true to ourselves. You know, be true to your truest self. So go on that journey. Do that thing. That's what it's all about, man. I, I, thought, how about that? I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we can say and what we can't say. We can't we can't uh, encourage you to go and do anything. But we can encourage you to be open minded about some of the brightest minds in our history and our philosophical thinking and our psychological thinking. Some of the greatest psychological psych, psychologists of all time, came to conclusions. We, we found the DNA helix. All of these things happen when people were expanding their consciousness. That's what I'm saying, So you Craig. have to, at the very least, keep your mind open to it. We don't suggest that anybody goes out there and does anything. You don't? You have, to be, you have to be at least open to the, the reality that Apple computers, advances in science, these things all happen while people were, were exploring their own consciousness. And, and Terrence McKenna said... If exploring your consciousness isn't guaranteed in the Bill of Rights, then the dec- then the Constitution isn't worth the hint that it's written on, or something like that, or the Declaration isn't worth the hint that it's written on. I, I love it. I totally misquoted Terrence McKenna, but That's that was the point. That's a good quote. That's a great the, quote. The, the, point, the point is, is that we are sovereign beings. We are not, you know, we are not built to be central to be centrally planned. We no. can't ever, as humans, we can't ever account for the unintended consequences of something. If you haven't got the stomach for this, let's get it out right now. We're always going to have unintended consequences. That's the yeah. thing you got to realize. You just have to move and you stay activate. Yes. You got to stay nimble. And when, 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 and this is where I'm at, when the government gets so big, it's a leviathan with so many different heads, where literally agencies are firing on each other. They're working uh, undercover drug cases against one another. It's insane. That's what's. That's how big it's gotten. There is no oversight. It's become this, the, the blob, the living thing that's just like just taking over. You know, it's 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 parasitic. Listen, but we're all one. That's what that's what it kind of comes down to. And you got to see these people as different versions of kind of yourself, 
And if you can do that, maybe we can start exploring some of the ways, and like we're talking on this show, of the ways of making St. Louis better. Because you, you have to take care of home first, right? You've got to take care of yourself, which sounds selfish. But we go over the definition of selfish all the time. If you're doing things for other people, you're probably going to feel pretty darn good inside yourself. So isn't that selfishness in some way? Yeah. Can't you say that? Like, sure. That, that, that's being selfish. So take care of yourself. Figure out what's going on at home. And then you can start spreading your seed, or you can start spreading the light of good and kindness within you, and hopefully it ignites the people around you. Absolutely. Because we got got AI people. We got the machines coming here in 2045. You're going to hear me talk about it a lot. But we got (laughs) to cure whatever demons we got going inside of ourselves, because if they're an extension of us, I truly think we need to expose these. I don't believe any babies are born bad. You know, like I think there's a, a nature versus nurture. Uh, yes. And if you don't help these babies, hold them, love them. I, I think you can find a way to really, really. And you're going to laugh at me, but get some world peace up in this. B. You know what I'm saying? Catch me outside. How about Catch that? Me outside, how about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. We got a website. If you ever want to listen to us more, we're going to have a podcast, too. Uncensored is, podcast. Episode one of the Uncensored it. podcast is up and available. It is. We did a podcast. And it's got yeah. a hilarious story it? about Steve running oh, wow. full speed into a glass wall. Yeah, we didn't get to that. And I was hoping we weren't recording when we were talking well, we about that. We recorded all of it. And we're going well, to so make it hits. go viral. I'm the dumbest. I wish I had video. <laughs> listen, uh, St. Louis, if anybody knows, anyone in Kansas City that works at the World War One Monument that yeah, might have a chance to get to security footage we are millionaires babe just turn the tape over we got an okay. am radio he show comes, in st louis he comes running out to me i'm sitting in the car in the rain <laughs> by myself <laughs> window cracked and he sticks his face all the way in with a huge piece of paper and blood streaming like down nature boy after he bladed his he goes i'm not embarrassed at all <laughs> i wasn't that's the great thing no, about me i didn't get embarrassed <laughs> god dang it <laughs> I am pontificating. I'm like, here's how we saved the world. Oh, really, guy who ran into a glass partition in between doors. Not the doors themselves, the partitions. It happens to the best of us. Why you got to disrespect, bro? Yeah, we have like eight or nine drops in there. Awesome, dude. Love, I love these things. All right, so we got a website, HoosierSophisticate.com. Yeah, there should be some merch on there pretty soon. The softest shirt you'll ever put on your skin. Soft like a baby honor. Like Great. a baby otter? I assume is they're soft. <laughs> we are, they are very soft, yeah. You've got two of them. I prefer my otters full-grown, but that's just me. Also, now, a few quick shout-outs. Um, actually, just one, really. Kamikaze Kush, the band. It's a little reggae, punk, psychedelic-sounding kind of band from Springfield, Illinois. Yeah. They did our uh, theme song. That's an instrumental version of the song Ooh. Outer Space. Ooh. Check them out on SoundCloud and like their Facebook page. They're really awesome. Kamikaze Kush? Kamikaze Kush. How right picturesque. On. What a name. What a name, baby. Like, I love what are you guys all about, uh, Kamikaze Kush? We like to... Are you guys like punk rock? We're like or? Japanese war pilots who uh, <laughs> smoke a lot of uh, weed. Um, I would like... If I, that was me, if like, okay, it's ready to take off, and then you hit the joint, you're like, I want to do this now. Yeah, 100%. I'm totally cool with those guys on the boat. <laughs> yeah. I just drop a little bit of that down to them, and world peace, Steve's a hippie. Guess what, everybody? I'm a hippie, I guess. Jeez. Look at me like that. I don't know. If I, I don't know how I classify radio. All right. Well, that's that's great. Listen, um, power of the draft. Let's talk about it one more time. I'm running the 5K tomorrow, guys. I don't want to be alone. Okay, we got a text here. I got a really, I don't know, 509. I don't know who you are, but he said, she, he. Eyewitness to the glass run, the girlish scream Steve let out, dot, 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 <laughs> epic. Who is number is that? Figure that out, Blake, right now. 509. I'm you working. said the keyboard argument. We should be having conversations, not arguments. Absolutely, man. That's the whole point. We're looking for civil discourse. Not going to change anything. Yeah. Arguing like your team is winning. We're yeah. living in a society. We're supposed to in a civilized way. Civil discourse. That's what George. it's all about. That's what we're going to do on this show. We're going to try to have some conversation. I'm going to put Blake to work. I'm sorry. I'm going to put Seth to work on drops all week. He's going to spend 144 hours putting together just a whole a whole smorgasbord. Seth, they take as long to record as they 
do to air <laughs> four seconds, roughly. Well, you're about to be put to work, fella. Seth is the only one doing actual work on this show. So I know, I'm tired of I'm tired of fawning over the thing. It's his job. It's what he signed up to do. Right. He didn't get drafted. For this. Let's get it out right now. I love it. He, he didn't get drafted to do it. He chose this career path. He's doing his job. That's true. Mm-hmm. We're the talent. True. We're That's the true. face of this show. All right, he well, is the board op or uh, the producer. Oh, real quick, uh, another shout out O'Shea's Pub. That's where uh, after party's going to be tonight, right next to Urban Chestnut on Manchester in the Grove. O'Shea's Pub, come on, have a really beverage cool with little us. joint, man. We were uh, in there yesterday. Yeah. It's a nice awesome. little tavern, right? Really a little cool pub, I guess. Place. Not really a tavern; it's more of a pub. Yeah, they're great. They had sour beer, and I'm a big sour beer guy. Can I say that? On yeah, you can. Online. Yeah, you, you, can't, can't, you can't. You can't say how much it cost. It was uh, oh I can't you can't oh no I gotta do it and I have to no, say it no that's I not that's to. not me that's the FCC that, I know I, no I, I, I have to I talk have. to them when you screw I up know, but Seth, <laughs> why do you say that oh ladies hey, all right cut his mic Wait, no, no, no. no all right project no, twenty two oh, oh, pub project four twenty two yeah all of them who else WGNU for putting us on the air shout out AP number four Liberty at AP number four Liberty Austin Peterson for Senate check him out. James uh, Carlton. We're have him in studio next week. James Carlton Insurance, State Farm Insurance. If your insurance costs you a leg and an arm, what are you going to do, Steve? James Carlton, State Farm. Yeah, you're going to call him. Call him. Yeah. I you're, do it like you're you. Call him. Is that two, oh, we still got. Oh, he said. Oh, he's at two seconds. Two no, minutes. we're good. We're, 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 we're doing hand it's our signals first time, now. It's our first and time. I really like to. If you know my old producer, I always would call out the hand signals he was doing just to make him feel like, why are you doing that to me? And I'm like, that's what I do. So. St. Louis, thanks for coming on this journey with us. Blake, Seth, we got a couple other studio audience in here. Lifetime roofing Live studio audience. That was great. We had some fan fans off the street. Um, I want to get weird, St. Louis. Let's figure some things out together. Use our uh, our brains as one giant little neuron connection hive thing. Mind. Let's do it, Craig. What are you, you going to leave them with here, buddy? It'd be well, you Hoosiers. All right. We'll see you at O'Shea's Pub, hopefully, guys. So join us. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Life.